like she's a pretty cool kid actually you know what I love about it though my daughter she came to me the other day and said mom I need to see a counselor and I was like what (laughs) you need to see a counselor um and she said she said yeah I need to see a counselor because I'm not happy and she said that she finds that her anger and her frustration that is not justified is starting to interfere with her relationships with her friends and with the people around the house, um, like my husband. And for one, as shocking as that is for a parent to hear that from their child, I was actually very proud because for one, I don't remember being able to articulate that mm-hmm. at 16. And for two, mental health awareness is very, very important. This is actually Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so we are going to be talking about that as far as not mental health, but family and choices and things that affect our, life, our, our, our happiness, right, and our mental health. We always think that, well, if I get this, this will make this better, right? If I get money, then money will make um, this this situation I'm having with not being able to be around my husband as much better. Because when I have the money, then I don't. But with the money comes problems. You know what I mean? Like with everything has its 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 um, butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. If you if you'll say it has that rippling effect. And I've noticed that. My business, right, and my family. First of all, let's just intro the, because uh, I'm just going right into talking. Like, today I'm just so, like, Turn ready up. to get into it. Um, but what up, y'all? This is Kelly Talks with Monk. Um, Monk is back this week. I had my husband on for the last week. We talked about love, because Monk was auditioning. Uh, but now he's back. I ain't get the role, so it don't matter. Oh, he is the happiest pessimist I've ever met in my life. I'll be like, turning up, though. It's crazy. Um, but so when now to to spin this back into today's conversation, today's conversation is going to be about family, career, and mental health, and like like how does th- those three things either become balanced or easily become out of balanced? I noticed, like I said, I've been dealing with the whole my daughter wanting to see a therapist issue. I've been struggling with that for a couple weeks now, and she came to me. I finally got her an appointment, you know, but you always have that in the back of your head of what did I do as a parent, right, to cause the need for her to even see a therapist. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, if it's anger issues she's dealing with, as much as I would like to remove myself from the situation and say, well, it's her responsibility as an individual to be able to, but that's not the truth. We as parents teach our children how to cope and how to deal mm-hmm. with certain things. And based on our behavior, they start to show it in their in how they deal with... You know, it's a, another way to look at it, too, though, is that uh, you as a parent also taught her that when there's something that she can't figure out, to ask for help. Yes, that so too. So posi- yeah. you know, the positive side to that is we grew up trying to be strong. We were taught to be strong and don't ever don't let anybody see your weaknesses. Don't let anybody know that you have flaws. So you over there suffering in silence. And you know, I even say for my mom sometimes, I don't think that she believes that she has a right to be happy. So if she's not happy, she doesn't see that as a problem. That's just, That's just life normal. is like that sometimes, man. You ain't gonna always be happy. You know, this is our interview with Joe Button and uh Lil, Lil not Lil Uzi Vert, the other one, Lil Yachty. 
I don't know a lot of these guys very well, but uh, Joe Budden and Lil, Lil Yachty are having this discussion, and Lil Yachty is basically saying, I'm happy every day because of where I came from and where I am now. I'm doing so many things now that I've never done before and experienced so many things. I have money, and I have women that would not, uh, wouldn't approach me before. So I'm happy every day coming from where I came from. And Joe Budden basically said, that's impossible. No human being is happy all the time. Um, I believe that's true. There's there's some truth to that, but let's 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 go back a little bit. Young man said, "I'm happy every day." He didn't say, "I'm happy all the time." So there's a difference there. You that can, is a you difference. can be happy every day and still go through long periods every day where you're not happy. Yeah. But the idea is to be consistently happy. the The issue is there are a lot of us who think like Joe that unhappiness is more of the standard than happiness is, and that's a problem. Like, when you get happy, you're like, oh, this is rare. I'm not used to this. Mm-hmm. And some of us even sabotage when we're happy because we're yes, so uncomfortable because they with don't know feeling. how to deal with it, yeah. Right, so so when you have a child who goes, hey, I'm not happy, and I don't think that's the place where I'm not supposed to be unhappy. Right. There's no reason for me to be unhappy. That's a good thing. Let me go check this out. That's yeah. a good thing. Um, and it's interesting we talk about balance, too, because we're talking about moving parts. They don't just get out of balance. They're always out of balance. Like, we're doing a job balancing them. Yeah. Right? And we don't think about how hard it is to walk, how many muscles it takes to walk, right? So if you have a baby, my baby's legs are strong enough to hold himself up. My mm-hmm. baby's stomach is strong enough to sit up. He's strong enough to stand up straight, but he doesn't have balance. Yeah. He doesn't have all of the muscles moving together at the same time to be able to stand up straight. Mm-hmm. If I'm balancing him, he could walk his ass off, but he can't do it by himself. He needs help. And for us, we had to realize that life is exactly like that. It's hard to balance this shit and it's moving. We're moving. All right. So we, we had a little interruption. but Yeah, the, there was a cart going past loud as fuck. But yeah, the point is, you're trying to balance life, and we're like, okay, I finally got it balanced. That shit don't last for 10 seconds. Like, this shit would... And I'm not exaggerating. Like, if you have it all balanced right now, a second from now, somebody in that circle's needs change, whether it's yours, careers, or your family's. You get a text message that says, hey, I know it's last minute, but I need you to audition for this thing. You get a phone call that says, hey, this show is going to be filming and you're not auditioning, but you have to be there Tuesday. That's the only way you can get it. And you definitely need that money. But that also happens to be the day that your wife has a doctor's appointment and you've agreed to watch the baby during that time. Mm -hmm. And you feel silly anyway because you're not watching the baby. It's your fucking baby. So how do you say no to that? And you know what I mean? That's life. It, and it cha- you know that what? It changes and like, on a so dime. perfect example. I'm glad that you said that about your your wife needed this and this was happening because this particular weekend, this past weekend was my husband's birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. And um I had it all planned out, right? I originally had it where he and I was going to have dinner on Friday night. I had already bought him his gifts. Um That's why I wasn't on the on the episode. We were ha- <laughs> we were having dinner on Friday night. On Saturday, we were going to go to an escape room as a family, you know, and try to get out or whatever. And then we were going to have dinner after that. And that was that. And I had Second City that night because it was a Saturday. Originally, I was going to fly him out of town. We were going to go to, like, Denver or something, chill out. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, do our thing. Uh, But then that stopped when, well, not stopped, but that got in the way when I was like, oh, I have Second City. Mm -hmm. And it would just cut our weekend in half. So let me just plan something here with the family, right? So then this workshop that I have been wanting to go to forever. It was a pilot workshop. Did you hear about that really big writing mm-hmm. pilot workshop that well, went on here this weekend? Anything, right? Well, it was that a big thing sponsored by like Nickelodeon and just all these. Um, it was this woman, Jen. Um, 
gosh, I forgot her last name, but she's a really huge pilot writing coach and uh, has has had a lot of different um, series come out of her yeah. teaching. You know, you've seen those on TV, and she just is a really good person to like go and see. And so this was happening Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and originally it was three hundred and fifty dollars. And I had been eyeing it. I was like, oh, my God, I would have loved to have been. But I know that we trying to buy a house. You know, we just bought a car. I'm, I can't spend $350 on this right now. Um, then I got an email from Second City saying that all Second City House Co. residents get a, a code for free entry. You feel me? Like, I guess this. You can't not go. I gets this on Thursday. So now in my mind, I'm like. And I had, I, I don't know how, but somehow I justified this and was like, I mean, it's his birthday, but it's technically just another day. You feel what I'm saying? And like, and I'm trying to justify in my head why it's okay to want to go to this writing workshop. When, you know, I finally got into writing pilots. I just filmed my first pilot two weeks ago. It's like, oh my God, this is a perfect opportunity to, to enhance the skill set that I've been wanting to. And I'm having this conversation with myself. A, that's the thing is, this is a once in a life. This is a once in a, but see, you know, what is it though? That, well, that's the thing. That's, and, and, but that's, that's my mind. About, right. My mind was telling me was is, that. The part about all of that that you struggle with is um, it's not, the decision isn't just me, right? Like, I can justify whatever the fuck I want to justify, but how will my partner feel about what I justify? Like, yes. right, if I say to my wife, hey, there's this thing coming up, da 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 and she goes, oh, shit, you got to do that. That's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Then you're going to do it. Then I'm going to do it. If I say, babe, there's this thing coming up, and she says, well, you know, it's my birthday, and I'll go, yeah. So I'm saying, I said, babe, you know, the thing is, this might not come back around for another year. And I got three pilots I'm working on right now. I kind of need that skill set. She goes, yeah, but also the last two times we had something planned this happened. Then I need to reevaluate that. I need to either make the decision that she's going to be pissed off at me, which I'm going to have to live with a lot longer than I will them three days or I have to go you know what fam you have to find another way to win or that decision is even deeper because this is what I realized this weekend is that it wasn't just about is he going to be mad at me for the next couple days or will I have missed out on this opportunity for this skill set the deeper question is is my career more important than my family and you feel I, what I'm yeah, saying? And that's a real so, question. And I I had to I had to really visit that this weekend because he made some very valid points about there's so many other things that I could have done to make me going to that event on Saturday so much better. I could have made a big deal out of Friday night right. once I knew that and said, hey, I want to go to this. I mainly want to go on Saturday. That's one of the bigger days. I can sacrifice not going on Friday. I can make a big deal out of Friday. We can go out to eat. We can mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. We can... And even Saturday, I can get up first thing in the morning. Cooking Saturday, breakfast. breakfast in bed, you, right, and then head out. It's so many other ways I could have looked at that, but because I was so... It was so. It was, it was so or. much about me. And it was either or. And it was or either or. Yeah. It was so much about me. It was like, if I, I need this... I need to go to this event. I need to benefit from this. I finally have an opportunity. I, I, I. It was all about me. And it was either or. It was no such thing as balance. I think for me, because um, because I've, I've already lost a family from, <laughs> from, from focusing so much on my career. And I did it. And I did it under the belief that I was doing it for my family. So when I was in a car business. Which is how we all justify, how we all justify it, right? It. Yeah, when I was in a car business, if you sold two cars in a day, you could go home. Right. So my goal every day was to sell two cars early in the day so I can care my ass. When my my daughter was uh, conceived, when my ex-wife told me my daughter was coming, she was pregnant. I didn't go home 
anymore after I sold because I needed to sell another car. I needed all of the money. Right. And so then I went from being a salesman who was selling as many cars as possible to a manager who stayed 70 hours a week, every week. And so the days that I had off, I had one day during the week off. Well, that didn't matter because, you know, my ex-wife was at work. Mm-hmm. When there's no family time there. And then the Sunday that I had off every week, I was fucking tired from working 70 hours. So I might not have woke up until 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So there was no balance at all to my life. So what I, what I learned with comedy... Um, like when, when my son was about to be born, I stopped going out of town for shows about a month and a half out. You know, I stopped uh, for two weeks after he was born. I didn't do a stand-up set. Like maybe I popped out one day and did a five and then ran back home. I was like, hey, guys, my name is Felonius Monk. All right, that's been my time. See you later. Right. And got the fuck back out of there. And that works for my family that's here. And my wife very rarely has a complaint about I'm not able to do because I like you said I go out of my way on the days that I'm not doing shows to spend as I'm laying in the bed with him all day I'm playing with the baby this is my type baby go to you know I took him with me out and about while I ran errands the other day you get some sleep you know she, I noticed she's not eating as much because you're tired as fuck from trying to feed this thing and do all your and so I'll get up in the morning and make sure she eats two or three times before I do anything right that balance is there but I also have a 12 year old daughter who doesn't live with me and in the process, that balance is off because she doesn't see me and she does see the, um, the evidence of how I am with the family that I'm with. Instagram. Instagram and, and Facebook. The, yeah. And so it looks like daddy only cares about his new baby and his new wife and not her. And there's no real way for me to make up for that. Like, there are things that I can do. I text her as often as I can. I try to FaceTime her as often as I can. You know, sometimes I'll just text her in the middle of the night. So the first thing she sees when she wakes up is, you know, daddy loves you. Have a good day at school. But with all of that being done, it doesn't take the place of I'm physically there. Yeah. And so that balance is always, you know, it's weird. It was, first of all, I can't make up for our family not being together. There's there's literally nothing I can do except as much as I can do right. to make up for it. But now, she has evidence of what it would be like if I was there. Right. And so my kid's very reasonable, but that still bothers her. And it it can't not, but it bothers me. But I think it should. You know I think I mean? it I think that it always will bother a child even if a child is in a healthy situation. Yeah. Faith is is there, Mike is there, Right. I'm there, right? right? She has two parents, but Faith still does not have her father in her life. And as much as I would like to uh, believe that that doesn't affect her. It affects her. It affects her. It affects I, I her, affects no matter how good of a father Mike is to her, it affects her because it's right. still not her father. And why wouldn't her father want to be in her father? life? And then and, and then it hurts, but then there's that, that emotional part for everybody. So then for Mike, who has stepped in admirably and done a, a fucking amazing job. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've met Mike a few times, but I know Mike even more from how you talk about him. And I think that's a, a, a bigger indication of who he is because of how he's impacted the people around him. That's what that's how I judge a lot of people's characters. Mm-hmm. And your daughter is extremely well uh, adjusted. That That is you and Mike. But then when Mike is aware that she still misses her father, which she absolutely is that right to do. That hurts him to an that extent. That hurts him to an extent. Yeah. Now, he, he knows well enough to know it's not me. It's not that she doesn't like me. But that's still, I'm like, I'm pouring my everything into making sure that you're okay. I want you to not need him. Mm-hmm. But you do. You just do. There's nothing you can do about mm-hmm. that. And that's my daughter. It's not, 
she's stuck in this place where she would, if my daughter could live with me right now, she would. But she feels like she would hurt her mom too by doing that. Like, what does that say about her mom? Right. And she's not saying, I don't love you. She's saying, I love my daddy too. And I wish I could find a way to spend six months with both of you every year. I don't want y'all back together. She's literally told me, I don't want y'all back together. Y'all get on my nerves together. Y'all argue too much. But I do want to be able to spend the same amount of time with both of you. And I don't know how to do that. And I think that's kind of difficult for you because they do. your daughter does live out of town. Like it's, I don't really even know how to... Man. I mean, I guess the question would be like, do you have to be in Chicago, quote unquote, or could you be closer so we're working, to, you know? We're working on now. Um, I thought I was going to L.A. And I thought that was probably the, the logical move, the logical next move. There's some stuff that I'm doing writing-wise, some stuff that I've been working on acting-wise, and just for pilot season and things of that nature, being in L.A. makes sense. And I feel like that's probably the next step I need to take to get my career to where I want it to be. But, but. The How important is that, that really, though? Yeah, and the only you know? way that makes sense is if I go out there and I'm, I'm immediately successful because then I can afford to fly her out with some way or fly back to. The problem right now is it's a, uh, anytime I go to see her, it's seven, $800. Just that's how much I'm spending. Right. And that's just if I go. That's if my, my wife and son stay here. I'm $700, $800 in to get that round trip ticket, somewhere to stay, eat, make sure that she's taken care of, have some transportation while I'm there. Um, and the number of times I can do that in a year and financially still pay that $700 a month in child support and get to these shows that I need to get to and get... What about her flying here? Because then she could just stay with you, yeah. which cuts down on the... Well, part of that is better. The difference, the problem we have is that she's 12... And so there's an extra $150 on the ticket each way for most airlines. Is there? For her to fly by herself. Yeah. 12, though? My, yeah. I don't remember 12, paying. 12, we didn't have to. My, that just, that's new? That's a, that's a newer Okay, because I was going to say, my daughter was four the first time she flew right. by herself. You know, we used to be able to walk, we used to be able to walk them to the door with or without a ticket. Well, now you've got all these extra regulations to get through TSA, you don't have a ticket, you can't go with them. So mm. in order for you to do that, you have to have a special ticket for them, then someone from the airline has to sit with them or be close to them the whole time, and then that person yeah. from the airline has to walk them out. And so they got tired of doing that for free, and they were like, hey, I can't take one of my agents or one of my people and just, they're dedicated to this job. At what That's age can she fly by herself? Uh, She can fly by herself No, now. where it's not that extra fee. 16, I think, now? Is it? Yeah, it's not. I thought, it, and the thing is, my daughter's the same height as your daughter. Like, my daughter looks old enough, but once they see that ID, she, you know what I mean? It's a difference. It's like, it's, mentally, know? are you old enough right. to, uh, that's so, crazy. Yeah, you have to be, so, you know, I mean, I get it. Um, you know, and I would like to, I could even, it's almost cheaper for me to fly her and my mother here than it is for me to fly out. Because there. you're saving that, yeah, because you still 300. Save that right. But uh, my mom is a teacher. She's got a lot to do. So I can't, like, I can send my daughter, send for my daughter. And she can stay for two weeks, but my mom can't be here for two weeks. So it's just, it's frustrating on everybody's part. And, yeah, that's hard. But the toughest part is I'm grown. I can deal with the guilt a little bit. You know what I mean? I, I, I can justify it in my mind because I understand that I'm still not doing this for me. I'm doing this for us. If I didn't do what I was doing, I literally couldn't afford to pay child support. I can't move back to where she lives and make anywhere near the money that I'm making, even doing this as a freelance comic. Right. So I'm, I'm living a better life financially, which allows me to do more for her financially. And I'm in a position to do even more if just one or two things drop. I don't even need everything that I've worked on to work. Just... 
One or two of these things happen. But in the meantime, just knowing that she's 12 and her ability to process what's happening isn't the same. It's taking a toll on her, it's, yeah. And I don't, I can't, I don't know if I can justify it taking a toll on her. So there's, there's a, re- a real possibility that I won't do comedy. There's a, like that's on the table, and that hasn't been on the table since I started doing comedy. There's not been one time since I started doing comedy that I've considered the possibility of quitting for any reason. But if it came down to my daughter's health or mental health, I don't, I don't know a way that I could just say fuck it. I'm gonna keep doing this. She you know, have to deal with it. You know, the conclusion that I, I'm not gonna say the conclusion because that makes it so def- definitive. Yeah, but I, I feel like. Some ideas that I had over the weekend with this whole birthday thing and just the the uproar it caused in our house. I mean, it was a lot of emotions. It was a lot of drama. It was a lot of, I mean, it posed the question of, and and, and I mean, some people can reflect back to the episode that I released on this past Monday, like, what is love, right? Because it, it, it got down to even that, right? Like, do you love me? How can I see that? How do I see that you love me if I'm not a priority? And and it's funny because my husband kept saying that everybody wants to be a priority to somebody. Right. You know, like, you know, you have a lot of people, like, not for instance... Not put me first. Just, for, just put me ahead of everything but you. I don't need you to put me ahead of you. I just need you to put me ahead of everything but, but you. you. Yeah, you need to make these things. And, and see, and that's where I guess the question comes in at, because it's like, okay, if I want this, then that is me. Right. Right? So if I were to not put you ahead of this, then that's technically me not putting you ahead of me. But is it really? Because that is a career, so that's technically independent of you. Independent. And you feel what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's so many, it's and, such a fine that's line. The other thing is, my career, as much as it defines a lot of my personality, it doesn't define me. I, I feel like it does, and I felt like it does. And I've even said to people, I just said this to uh, Add To, the uh, um, dope-ass MC. We, we, anyway, I just said this to Add To the other day. If you can quit, you should quit. And that's for any type of art. If there's an art that you do and you think it's your passion, but you're like, eh, I can quit, then you should quit. The toughest part for me is I can't quit comedy, and now I'm in this position where it's it could be my child or comedy. Now, I'm going to be miserable, absolutely, if I have to stop doing stand-up. For whatever reason, I'm going to be fucking miserable. But see, that's what I, that's the point I was but, trying to but, make. But if, if, my, if something happens to my daughter, I'm not just going to be miserable. But see, that's the point I'm trying to make. Is it possible, myself, though, you know right? I mean? Is it possible, especially at our age, with what the ages of our children. Right. Um, and I know this kind of sucks because you have such a young son and then right. you have a 12-year-old daughter. So it's like your your time span of being able to back burner that career yeah. is probably a little bit longer than mine seeing that I have a 16, 15-year-old. But the conclusion that I, or the, I keep saying conclusion, it's not definitive, but the ideas that continued to come up in my head over the weekend was how bad is it really to make more of the priority on the writing, right, end of things versus the being in these, in, in the face of it all right now. I actually prefer now. that. You know, but, but think like about the stand, it. The stand-up for me uh, is, is cathartic, but I can do that in a shitty-ass town with a shitty-ass mic. I don't need Laugh Factory or Improv or Comedy Bar or Zanies to do stand-up. I can do stand-up in the back of a bar. Right, so... The with, money part, I got to get... The, I, I need them writers' checks. You know what I mean? I need that $3,700 plus a week. Right. So that I can... You know what I mean? But I, I absolutely would... I prefer that, actually. I would prefer to make three, four grand a week 
and be able to ride the train and you have no idea who the fuck I am. Because I, I, I had that thought over the weekend. I'm like, I'm trying to pressure this writing seminar so big. And I'm like, this, this is a once in a lifetime. And then I thought about it. Is it really, though? Because in the last two years, you know, I have sort of kind of made my career my focus, but at the same time, more than anything, I've made my mental health my focus. Yeah. And, and I noticed that focusing on my mental health and focusing on whether or not I'm able to go into situations objectively and think about them on a more enlightened, I don't want to necessarily say enlightened as if I'm some type of Buddha, but on a different level yeah. of thinking versus that very um, pessimistic down spiral type of thinking that I used to think before. So I focus strictly on the mental health of things, which... Right in terms made my family life better, Mm -hmm. right? And my career better. It helped out in both of these ways, which makes me think, okay, well then if focusing on the family life right now, securing the family, letting them know that I will always be here and and I am your support system and you are my priority, right? Mm -hmm. If focusing on that, then does those other aspects like my career just automatically fall in line? Those things come with it, I I feel like. I think so. And even if they don't, the thing is, which one can you afford to lose? And I know I can't afford that's That's what it boiled down to. It's like as much as I love comedy, and I I mean, I need it. Like there's, if y'all can see the look on my face right now. Yeah, it's pretty like. I need it. Like it's, (laughs) it's literally saved my life. As much as I need comedy to breathe, I can, if I lost it, I would regret it. If I lost my daughter, I I couldn't recover, and so that's the line for me. Is is if there, if my daughter is in any way in jeopardy, then whatever the cost is, I've got to pay that cost. And you know, I hope it doesn't get to that point. I hope we never get to that point where I have to choose. You know, my wife has said that to me before. She's I hope I'd never put you in a position to feel like you need to choose between me. And so because she makes me feel like that, I go out of my way to balance it. But with my daughter being at a distance, I've got to come up with something. And New York is probably the answer. I'm in line for something in New York right now. If I get it, then we're probably never going to have to worry about that conversation again because, you know, New York is a drive to my daughter. It's not even a long drive. I can get off work on Friday, drive to my daughter, be back to work on Monday in time, and never miss the beat. How long was the drive? Six hours. You know what I mean? It's, It's like from here to St. Louis, but it's not. To me, that's not a drive. I've taken the bus you take the bus at midnight and you get there at 6 30 in the morning yeah you, you got all day all weekend to hang out you get back on the bus at midnight you but would that be every weekend or what is it that she, you think i would she... probably i would probably do at least every other weekend in the summer times in the summertime she would be there with me um at least for I, I would like for her to come for a month the tough part for her she's also at that age where she really likes her friends and so when you say, hey, come stay with me for a month, she's like, ooh, 30 days. Mm-hmm. 30 days. So so no sleepovers with my friends. Uh, <laughs> ooh, no bush gardens. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's six in one hand, half dozen in the other, but I don't ever ask my daughter to be flexible. Not at this age. Right. When she's 20, you got to be flexible, fam. I can't always come to you. But at this age... It's kind of on me. Yeah. You know, it's kind of my responsibility to, to make sure that this thing works. And, you know, I haven't, uh, I've, I've tried, but this isn't about effort or intent. When it comes to your children, trying hard enough isn't, just, trying hard isn't enough. You've got to make it work. You've got to figure out how to make it work because failure is failing your kids. And you can't, I can't fail my kids, right? Yeah. Like, but I tried, I did my best. Mm, that's not enough. 
My best isn't enough. My, yeah. If my best isn't enough, then I need to make my best better. I need to figure out a way because I, I absolutely brought this child into this world without her permission. Without her asking me to, and I you know, owe we just it to have, her we have to, to make just, sure that she's yeah. Got we tools. just have to learn how to be better communicators. I think with you know, we're not effective communicators when it comes to our kids or our marriages. We think we are. We it's it's, a, it's so amazing. I'm listening to a um, series right now. Um, on effective communication skills and it talks about how we really do think that people hear us and understand us and we really like we'd be oblivious to what the the people are really feeling but you can tell in their body language and then in so many other ways when they check out right when they check out of the conversation but you think in your mind that everything everything. is fine and I, I started realizing that and I know that kids especially uh he said on the on the on the book that it takes a village to raise a child and he didn't mean that in the sense of like everybody on the block is watching your child. No, it's the customs and the culture mm-hmm. in that village that are constantly reinforced right. in every transaction that raises that child to think a certain type of way because they're constantly mm-hmm. in these interactions. So whether it's they go to the subway or the Walgreens or at school, based on those interactions is how this child is going to grow up to interact with the rest of the world, mm-hmm. right? It, it, and mm-hmm. it's the same thing with it within your household. And I was thinking about this. My daughter in my brand new BMW i3 hit a pole yesterday, a pole in another car. And um, she's 16, but... I like the face you made when you said, and... And, and uh, I had and to take a dog. pause. I had to take a pause to make sure I'm about to... But you know, it's so crazy because she came in the house, she was crying. And I just had her, I told her to pull it off the uh, charger and to uh, park it. And so... She came in the house crying. She was like, I hit something. It was pouring down, raining. She's like, I hit something. I hit something. She's all shaking. And I'm like, okay, calm down. I was like, are you serious or are you just playing? Because she's goofy like that, right? She'll yeah. play around. And I'm like, are you serious or are you playing? Are we recording over what we recorded? Yeah, no, that's something else. Okay. Um, yeah. So she was like, uh, no, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I'm serious. And she's crying at this point. And I say, okay. So then I go downstairs and I see she left the car right there didn't even try to put it into a parking spot like left it in the like this is what happened if anybody were to walk up they'd be like okay <laughs> I didn't touch the crime here's scene. the scene <laughs> right and so I told her I, I was like it's okay it was a mistake it's fine right and yeah I had a dent and I got some scratches and it's definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna need a new front bumper uh I, I did have to go to the police department and fill out a sheet and all that because the other car is going to need to use my insurance to fix Mm -hmm. and the pole was knocked off I don't know if the city is going to hit me with that or if they're just going to take care of it but I came back upstairs and I told I said it's okay I said it was a mistake I said I'm pretty sure you just thought the car because the way that my car is set up it the reverse and the drive is opposite so I was like you probably just thought that the car was in drive in reverse and it was in drive and you pushed the, the the pedal forward and then out of panic that just instead increases of, the it yeah. It just day. increases the, the 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 flow of things. I said, and it's all right. I said, first of all, it's nothing but a car. I'm glad you're okay. I was like, and at the end of the day, we live, we learn, and now you know moving forward, whatever mistake you made, not to make again. Right. Just consider that, you know. And she was like, okay. And I'm like, you sure you're all right? And then I walked away. And it doesn't matter how pissed I was. Her emotional state around driving needs to be healthier. Right. I can't make her feel like this was a bad thing and how dare you. First of all, one, if I yell at her and snap out like, what the fuck, blah, 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 that's probably going to make her afraid to come and tell me when something else happens. Two, it's going to make her afraid to fuck up, meaning she has to be perfect. Yeah. And three, it's going to give her fear around driving. And now she has to worry about 
when I drive, I got to think about this. I got to think about this. No, I want her to reflect on her mistake and then move forward to be able to make better conscious decisions. And I would have never parented like that before, you know, but I know now I'm starting to realize by my own Mm self-care how important it is to uplift and encourage and motivate those around me so that they go out into the world and do the same thing for others. Even if I'm not encouraging or motivating the things that I particularly think is right, I'm encouraging and motivating their own ideas and beliefs so that they can make stronger decisions for themselves. Because I think that's the one thing that that kills people is the inability to make decisions. It is. It's the inability to make decisions and the inability to focus when you have to make a decision. You know, you see some some people that handle stress extremely well. It seems like everything slows down for them. Like when a stressful situation comes, you just look at them and it looks like they're in the matrix. They're like, it's cool. We'll do this. We'll do that. We handle this. And there's some people when the slightest little bit of a roadblock comes, they're like, I don't know what to do now. Now what am I supposed to do? And I think you're right. That goes back to how... Maybe they saw their parents handle stress. You know, my mom and I handle stress the exact opposite way. Uh, But part of that is because the way I learn things sometimes is to see it not work for you. And me to take the, yeah. Shit, the way you handling it doesn't work. Right. I go, you when I when things happen, you have to do this. No, fam, I've watched you do that when things are you panic, and when you panic, you make decisions under duress. And, and that I would be ideal, right? That. that we pick that up from our parents. We right. see where they messed up and how it didn't work, and then in our in our life, right? Yeah. We teach our children, and you would think that it would be just that easy, but it, it never always. is. Well, someone told this isn't an old season. I don't I don't know who came up with the saying, but it was you know you can learn from you can learn from your own mistakes. You can learn from other people's mistakes, and it's way better to learn from other people's mistakes because you don't have to make them. And I didn't always do that. A lot of times I would learn from my mistakes. And now, you know, my mom and I had this discussion one day and it it felt disrespectful when I said it, but I didn't, it wasn't disrespectful. The intent wasn't disrespectful, but it was, I raised you to do this, I raised you to do that, I raised you to do this, and you don't do any of that. And I said, well, if we're being honest, it's because you seem unhappy and you're doing all of those things that you raised me to do. Why would I do those things and then have the life that you have? That's not the life I want. And I'm not saying that to say your life is shitty. I'm saying you look unhappy. But it goes back to your first point, though, when you said some people are comfortable with being unhappy. That's a comfort place for them. So when she, the thing is, though, when she looks at my life, she thinks that shit looks crazy. You don't have a job. You out here scrambling at you got a you got a wife, a kid, and a whole nother kid, and you don't have a job. Yeah, but also somebody just got me a six thousand dollar check to do this one thing. Somebody just I got a. But check. that's too risky. That's too, that's risky, too risky to live in that type of un, that, un, un, unknowing. <laughs> so, so the funny part about that, the idea of what risk is, right? Risk is for me not doing what we love doing is too risky. Getting to the point where I'm on my deathbed and I realize that I never learned how to play the saxophone. I never stood in front of an audience full of people and told jokes. I never sang full at the top of my lungs in front of an audience this song that I love. I never acted out or wrote my life story and then performed my life story. I never did any of those things. The, the possibility that I never did those things is too risky for me not to do it. You see what right. I mean? Is the, the Taking the risk that I won't live this life, That's I can't take that risk. That... The idea of putting it off until a better time. Which there really is never, is never better. a better time. I can't take that risk, right? So other people are living the life that they want, which is I'm not worried about where my next meal is coming from. I'm not worried about where this is coming from. Cool. But it's so many fine lines when you think about that. It's like 
I, I want to take the risk so I can live this life to the best of my ability. But at the same time, once you have a child, it's almost it's, like yeah. none of that matters anymore. It's no longer about risk taking. Yeah. It's about providing so that this child has yeah. the ability to take risk and, and live their child, best well, life. You know, what, even with my even with my kids, part of this is, uh, and I'm I'm working through this part because I don't know if this is just me bullshitting myself or if this is sincerely how I feel. I think it's sincerely how I feel. But part of it is I want my kids to look at life from the standpoint of I can try anything and it is more important to try to be happy, try to live my dream, try than it is to say, well, I got to do what everybody else, it can't yeah. be done. So my, do- my daughter is working on getting an agent right now. My daughter just fell in love with theater. Oh, that's dope. Now my daughter also wants to be a, uh, a veterinarian, which is hilarious because up until Two years ago, my daughter talked. She was very adamant. That's the thing I want to do. I'm get, that's all I want to do. I care about that. I care about that. Mm-hmm. I care about that. And now she has an agent. And part of it, I think, is because, and I, and I, I think part of it is watching me and how much I love what I do and her saying, you know what? I love this thing. Why can't I do that? Right. Because where she lives, there aren't famous people around her. There aren't art, artists around her who've made it. So the, uh, but I'm an example to her. She can look up and go, I'm on TV. My dad's on TV. My teachers know who my dad is from watching him on TV. Maybe they, maybe I can play this instrument and live. Maybe right. I can act and live. And so, you know, there's, there's good and bad in it. I think following my dream gives my kids the example that you should never give up on yourself. I think that. But also, yeah, they got to fucking eat. You know what yeah, I mean? And, that's, and I that's paid my difficult. child support for seven years without having a job but I think it goes back to it goes back to that original idea of saying like well I'm doing this for you I'm doing this for you I'm doing this for you but it's like are you really doing this for me because you're not here you gotta check every day you're not here you gotta check it every day yeah and so I mean even with you know, my marriage. And it's like, well, I'm out here hustling so that I can make money so that I can contribute to the household in a financial status because I see that you doing this all on your own and I don't feel comfortable with letting a man just take care of me. Well, it looks like those are a lot of my own insecurities necessarily. Those, it isn't him telling me to go out here and get a job and make money so that I can help support the household. This is my own insecurity, believing that if I do this, I'll make some other area better versus just making that area better. So if I think about the connection between me and my husband, right, would it be easier for me to, or I'm not even going to say easier, but would the results be the same if my husband came home, because my husband pretty much does all the cooking, right? My husband came home, maybe I cooked dinner this one particular night because, you know, he's had whatever day Mm -hmm. he's had. I say, hey, let's, you know, let's sit down and watch a, a, a quick episode of one of our favorite series or something or let's watch a movie or how was your day and just have a 20 minute conversation just, with him right and and then lay up for a minute or give him a couple kisses and then say babe hey you know what I want to go hit this stage tonight or before that even happens tell him like yo tonight I want to go hit this stage like the other day I texted him and said hey I really want to um no I have a show but let's do an early dinner yeah. so that we can all be at the table together it's just the little simplest Sounds efforts small. like that yeah that really makes a difference versus me saying, I got to hustle, 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 hustle so I can make this money so that I can help with the household. I started I, taking nights off from stand-up because 
I had gotten to the point where I felt like the more stage time I got, the better I was going to be. And I had to hurry up and get better. And if I don't hurry up and get better, and I, I didn't get JFL last year, and I didn't get the 30-minute special this year, and I didn't get that. And all of that, the reason I didn't get it is because I didn't put enough time in on stage. Yeah. But also, I got to get this writer's packet to this show. I got to get the writer's packet to this show. I got to get the writer's packet to this show. I also need to put a pitch together, a treatment together, and a whole pilot together, 30, 32 pages of this pilot together for this network so that they could see what I could do so that maybe I can get a staff writing job. So that I can. And then I realized if I'm writing all day and doing stages all night, when am I seeing my family? Right. And my yeah. wife isn't gonna complain because my wife is just the shit. You know what I mean? Like she that's just who she is. She's mm-hmm. like, I know, I know that you love me, and I know that you're doing this for us. So I'm not gonna say anything. So it's up to me sometimes to back up and go, hey, nigga, you ain't been home this week. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a job. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing to say, he's at this place for nine to five, you can show your work. I can't. Now, my wife knows that the stuff happens because every now and then I'll say, hey, babe, check your email. I sent you this pilot. Read it and tell me what you think. Now, if you don't know what I'm doing and you see me go write every day and I come back and I ain't got shit with some notes, you shouldn't probably go write, fam. You suck. But I'm sending her some of this stuff and maybe some of that's self-serving. Maybe I'm sending it to her because subconsciously I'm like, I need her to know that I'm actually doing something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I want her to come to the show just because you haven't seen this joke in six months. I want you to see the this joke is made but truthfully I had I tried working I tried writing from home uh, but I can't do it because I, I just want to play with my son I just want to kiss my wife I don't want to write that's how I am I want to clean up I want to every do time right. like, this so fucking I, house is dirty I, I physically have to leave the house to be able to write um, but with that said what I've learned how to do is take a couple of days during the week where I shut my phone off and you know this because I get on your nerves yeah uh, Kelly, would, <laughs> Kelly will text me and I won't respond for three days. And she'll go, motherfucker, I know damn well you got the text. And I'll, finally, when I turn my, take my phone off, do not disturb, I have 700 text messages. <laughs> but the reason I do that is because I really had gotten to a point where I would go and realize I left the house at 9 o'clock in the morning, stayed out until it was too late for me to go home before the show, went and did a show. Somebody asked me to do a guest spot on the 10 o'clock show. Now it's 12.15, and I'm just getting on the train to go back home from 8 o'clock this morning. Yeah. I haven't seen my family all day, and my little boy don't give a fuck. So when I get in the house, it, he smells me. I thought this was—I thought I was joking, but she said I started leaving the door open to the room so that you wouldn't have to open it because I thought it was the door opening that was waking him up. She said, "Then I saw him one night. You walked in the room quietly. You had, I took my shoes off before I walked in the room. Did all that. He and sits up. <laughs> he knows I'm home. So whatever time I get home, he's gonna wake up, which fucks her up because now she's gotta wake up. Yeah." So I can't do that. I can't fuck her whole day up and fuck his schedule up because I needed to write and do it all today. So yeah. I have to find times every week. Like you said, I got to find that hour or two where we could just be together. Let's go take a walk. Let's go do this. Let's go. It's about prioritizing. I think it goes back to prioritizing and fighting that clock that we think is running that's not really going anywhere. That's right. the clock and it's an internal clock in our head. We feel like if I don't get it done all today, then I won't get it done ever. But actually, right. when you think like that, you usually don't get it done never because, you know what I mean? You're chasing and you're, you're, it's like fucking rat. I mean, a dog chasing his tail. It's like you're running in circles yeah. almost. I've, I've found that yeah. my priorities have been a little bit skewed. And after this weekend, I was able to really, really see that on a deeper level to say, yeah, I want my career, right? I want all these things that I know that I'm good at. But at the same time, I want to make sure that I am prioritizing my family, a family that I've chosen 
and that have chosen me. Yeah. It's not as if we just was we just happened to fall into the same boat and we have to live with each other. No, these were fucking choices. Right. And I thought I thought about that even in relations to women and men and how they get in these relationships and then they stay in these relationships super unhappy. And it's like this doesn't make sense to me. What was the point of yeah. going into this if you weren't going to make this about each other's happiness. Right. And I'm not I'm not a huge big fan of me, I should make you happy and you should make me happy. No. no we but should be happy. we should be happy as individuals. And it is not even about an all the time thing because like you said, happiness is not all the time, but happiness can be every day. Right. And you can have those those moments throughout the day where no, you're not your peak and that's fine too. But happiness can be every day because that that too is a choice. These are all choices that we make, we, and we don't take responsibility for making sure. I know I don't sometimes where I say, you know, well, they it's because it is. It's because, and it's like, no, it's because I allowed this moment to be this moment, and it's because of the choices that I made. So, in regards to my husband, I chose to be married, I chose to have kids, and if that's the case, then that means that I have to also choose to make my household the first priority. Yeah. Over anything else, then comes because there are other people in that commitment. There's other people in that commitment, and you know what I know. I don't, I don't owe anybody comedy. That's that one actually is strictly for me. But if you think about back <laughs> you know in the day, I mean? right? If you think about certain cultures, because not everybody, especially in the United States, we're a very divided culture. But in a lot of other places, it is culturally appropriate to be there for the family. It's not even about you as an individual. It's about the family name. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's in the Asian cultures, you actually say someone's last name first. The name of the family, and that's what matters because the whole family builds each other to make sure that the, there's a legacy, there's something left, mm-hmm. right, for for years and years and years to come. Mm-hmm. That's how that's that's formed. And Mike came to me with that the other day, like, yo, you know, if we can't find the time to spend together, then how about we do things together that can that that forces us? Like, for, for instance, not even forces us, but he loves. He's a creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's photography. He does all this design, and all. why can't we collab? Right. You know what I mean on things and, and that's make. A, that's a dope, like I think there's a part of you is like I don't want to work with you and then live with you, but. And I had that idea. Because, that's how I was thinking. Yeah, because you guys have that. That's probably one of the better ways. And then look, your daughter uh, is brilliant. I mean, I, I hate to say like I, your daughter and my daughter remind me of each other in a lot of ways just because their thought process is very interesting. They think things all the way through. They're super logical, but they're mm-hmm. also extremely creative, and they have this really cool way of looking at the world. And I think sometimes we don't even take advantage of the fact that they have some dope-ass ideas. Yes. To be collabing with the whole clan. And that's what Mike was saying. Mike was like, we need to. He said, I don't see why. We have one daughter that is all into makeup. That's all she does is order makeup from Sephora. She's always doing faces. She's always watching these videos. Why is she? not doing your makeup for a photo shoot that we're doing for your website that we he said why why is this not a collaborative effort you know but when you're think when you're thinking about me especially being I was raised up I I'm telling you I was straight up raised in a household where it was like fin for self we were yeah. there for each other if it was an outsider trying to come in but within the household it was all about self yeah. And it's like that right there, kid. For for one, that's fucking oxymoronic. It teaches two different, completely different messages. Like we protect our own, but we don't protect. No, yeah. But we don't protect you each other. It's, yourself. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like what? Huh? 
So being living in that type of confusion, you're right. As soon as Mike was like, yo, why don't we collab? And it's like, well, because I got to get, I'm, you know, I got to do my own thing. And then we're going to work together all day and then sleep together all night. And yes. it's like, what? And it's like, yeah, I mean, we, we should. We're going to keep it a buck. I, and I'll say this, I, you know, I like my wife. I, I enjoy her company. So for me, I, maybe we just haven't burnt it out yet. I don't know. But I, I, I've spent weeks just me and her. Because this comedy shit allows you sometimes to just, I ain't going to do a motherfucking thing for a while. You know, I'm going to take two, three weeks off. I got a big check over here. We good. Bills paid. It's so easy to step cool. back when I'm you get there. <laughs> and do my thing. Mm-hmm. And, and those times, I've never gotten to a point, and I can't speak for her. Maybe she'd be like, please get the fuck out of my face. But I've never gotten to a point where I didn't want to be around her. I've never been at a comedy club and thought to myself, ooh, I needed this break for my wife. So, yeah, I... You know, my wife does web design and she does some really cool shit. If it wasn't for the fact that she's feeding the baby 150, 70 times a day right now, that would be my partner. That's who I want to, you know, once we get the baby to an age where he can sit his ass down somewhere and not fuck shit up without when you put him down. That's who I would want to work with. And that's brilliant. Oh my good, good move, I think Mike. it's about I think good it's move, I think it's about a mentality shift. When I talk about our cultures coming together and us being different and us you know, being raised different, thinking different. Um, it's it's interesting how that difference has grown me in so many ways. Because if I was with somebody that thought just like me and, and, and grew up like me, we would still be in the same fucking position in life trying to figure it out and, and, and just deal with it, right? Just cope with it. But being married to somebody that is not like me and is not from the same world as me, uh, I mean, it's from the same world, but not from the same cultural world. It's 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 actually pretty enjoyable because every day is something I'm learning new about how people communicate and how people deal with each other and how people how people handle normal what we think is the normal way to deal with a situation, and you see a whole nother way of dealing with it. Yeah. And those people have been dealing with like I remember saying something to my wife one time about I said, man, you know how parents are. They'll say this, this, and this. And it's just because they don't want to say that. And she'll go, my mom and dad never said that. Yeah. And I went, what? Did they never say that? No. Never heard that thing ever in life. Man, I got that reality. Like, <laughs> so there are parents who don't say that? Wait. Really? I, got that, I got that reality. I remember this shit like it was yesterday. I remember I was in college. And we were talking about, like, credit or some shit and we were sitting all around and I'm joking I was like but we all get bad credit right <laughs> and I had like 12 people like oh my god no you don't no? take care of your credit why <laughs> you know but it's crazy because in in where I grew up nobody knew about nobody cared was, nobody knew right and it was all fucked up we signing up for shit nigga credit cards at Sears just random shit right having no idea how important it was and then to be it put in this other situation where everybody cared about that shit was like a shock to me it was like oh my god wait a minute maybe the way that I've been thinking about this whole money thing shout out to Capital One we just paid our Capital One off and I remember my wife and I were having that conversation and I was saying look I've got the money to pay that card all the way off right now mm-hmm. she was like yeah well we can hold that money and you know just pay this on it I was like yeah or we can just pay that. We can just pay that. You sound like off. Mike. Mike be like, we're gonna pay that all the and way the, off. And the reasoning, <laughs> reasoning for it was, what's gonna happen is I we're gonna pay that off in the next twelve months anyway, right? But at the end of that twelve months, I'm gonna realize that I paid more to pay it off than I would if I paid it off right now. Yeah. Now if I have that card, you still have it. It's not going anywhere. We just don't need it. 
So it's there. So if we do need that money, because you're saying we should save some money in case we have an emergency, cool. I would rather save that card in case we have an emergency, but I don't want to pay any more interest. Yeah. Right? I just don't want to do that. And I remember her looking at me like, that literally makes sense. I don't know why we don't think about it. Because like you just didn't put it in that. It's not always that evident. Right. That's, um, a, that's a big chunk of change. You know, it was like, it wasn't a big, it was like $1,500 we needed to pay it off. And it just so happened that we had $1,500 lying around. I was like, like, hey, let's pay it off. Let's pay it off. And she was like, ooh, why don't we just... Yeah. I was like, no, let's just pay it off. And we did, and nobody's lost a leg or arm, and the car ain't bursting all the flames, and nobody titty dropped off. Everything's good. It's just getting over that hump of saying, I just sent somebody... Look, I got a big check, and at the time I got the big check, I sent two-thirds of it out within... 48 hours. I know. I hate that. And I didn't have to. But it is what it is. But I I needed to get this shit out of the way. Like the credit card, we've been paying on that for three years for no reason. Just because at no point did we just say, all right, fuck it, let's pay it off. Mm -hmm. I paid $1,000 in interest for a car with a $2,000 limit. You know what I mean? Right. $1,000 in interest. And I can't justify that. You know, I'd let my phone bill get behind a month because they ain't going to cut it off until it's two months behind. Shit, me and Mike just noticed that we got two different Audible accounts. And, (laughs) you know, I mean, seriously, I mean, it may seem like something as simple as a fucking Audible account, but that's $14.95 a month where we both could be, we could just log in and use each other's, it's going to be one account. We you know what I mean? One, we we listen to some of the same books. It's not same like... the with Amazon where we both have Prime accounts. Yeah. So we have two Amazon Prime accounts. Why are we both paying? And I mean, I know that to an extent it's like, oh, well, I want to order this and sometimes I want to order stuff and I don't want it to be evident that that I'm ordering it for, I'll you know... Do, I, I, that's the case. If I'm trying to hide something, I'll do it as a guest account. Yeah. You know I mean? I'll just log it as a guest account. I'll give you all a, another credit card or something. I've gone, to the, I've gone to the store and purchased a uh, credit card. The The... Debit cards that you can buy, like oh, the two or three hundred prepaid. Yeah. I've spent two or three hundred dollars on it because all it shows on the uh, account is I spent that money at the store. So she'll say, Walgreens, the fuck you buy Walgreens for three hundred dollars? Don't worry about that. Mind your business." But she knows I ain't fucked no money up. Right. So then when I want to buy her these flowers or this dress or whatever, there's no way for her to find out that I did it. That's the yeah. tough part for us because we share accounts. Yeah. I know what she. Oh, you got it from Amazon. What you get me from Amazon? Because <laughs> I know you got it from me. Because my birthday's in a week. You know. Right. I don't want her to see that I went to this store and bought her that thing. I don't want her to see FTD so she knows the flowers are coming. Well, that's the I fucked it up now. Right. So sometimes you have to do that. But yeah, it, it, marriage isn't hard. It's just it's as hard as walking. Family isn't hard. It's, it's just it's, it's as about hard being, as walking. Yep. Like if you know in your mind, it's very easy for you to walk. You do it every day. But think about what I said about my son at the very beginning. It's very hard for him to walk because he's got to balance it. And that's the toughest part is sometimes shit gets out of balance and we don't pay attention to it. And when you don't pay attention to you walking unbalanced, you'll fuck around and mess your back. Or sometimes somebody is always <laughs> helping you balance. Or somebody's always helping you. So balance. you don't ever have an opportunity to know that you can't stand on your own for you to have to try and do it. This is a hard... Uh, uh, a hard podcast episode. We went way over our time. Because we did. We, we hitting on fifty five. We didn't balance our time well. Uh, that was a good. That was good. I was like, you gotta have me. I was like, uh, I was gonna follow up with that. I was. No, I think that was it. But I think I think that's it. I think we didn't balance our time well this episode. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, I felt like I said a lot of great points personally. You did a great job. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. You you balanced me this week. 
Uh, shout out to, to somebody was listening a couple weeks ago and they said they really enjoyed our podcast because uh, it felt like they were eavesdropping on somebody's personal conversation and they enjoyed that. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you, everybody who does listen, whether it's every week, every other week, or you only listen once and you just happen to be that time. Please tell, tell a friend, bring a friend, send a friend. Tell your mama. Your mama needs to hear this. All right, we're just going gonna to cut this off now. Thank tell you. Tell your mama. Thank you, Kelly Talks with. Tell your mama. Bye. <laughs>